Hey everyone, welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. I should have asked you before, do you prefer Ash or Ashley? Ash, please. Okay, that's what I thought because it's on your podcast. So it's Ash Marshall Odell. And um, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Um, So Ash is a spiritual teacher. She's an empath. She's an intuitive uh, light worker. I'm reading this because she's just got so much meditation facilitator, Reiki master, and teacher, certified personal coach, crystal therapist, uh, meditative artist, and um, master's degree teacher. And then she's also an author of the book Light Bound: A Healer's Journey Through Trauma, um, CPTSD, and Anxiety. And then she's also the host of a Tune to You podcast. So she's got a lot going on in her world. She's been giving so much light and love to the uh, universe with all of this work. She's done a lot of work on herself, which we can talk about. And uh, a little bit later, after she gives a little introduction on herself, we're going to talk about crystals a little bit in depth because that is something I'm really curious about. And I've never had anyone speak about that on the show. So I'm really excited to kind of touch into that area. Um, will you just share a little bit about yourself, um, how you found yourself, where you are, and how you got into all these facets of spirituality? Absolutely. Thank you, first of all, for hosting me. It's a joy to be here. And my own personal journey began so long ago. It's been coming up on 10 years now, which is sort of wild when I think about it. Um, my journey actually began through um, having my own daughter and wanting to be healthier than I was. Um, so I had grown up in an environment and suffered a lot of trauma. So mental, emotional, physical as well as some religious abuse thrown in there. And I became very much a fear-based individual. And I also had a lot of other emotions because when you, you know, grow up in an environment and you have a lot of trauma, it kind of gets stuck in there. So there was, there was rage and anger and guilt and obligation and fear, resentment, um, hate, all of that was in there. And I was a very overprotective mother and I did not want my daughter to come up with all of my issues. So literally healing for my daughter's sake was my initial motivation. And I was very lucky because I had been out of therapy and I discovered a therapist who did energy psychology and she ran a trauma group. And I literally had a spiritual awakening through studying spirituality and my first feeling of um energy moving through me was at a women's retreat we had gone to a um, crystal shop at the beach the crystal wizard which you may have heard of i don't know and um, i was just drawn it was bizarre um literally my body would sway back and forth and move towards certain crystals my hand would be like um vibrations like just wild like my hand got kind of drawn to things and I would just pick up and I just had all these crystals that made it around my tray. I didn't know anything about them, by the way. I didn't know anything about any of this actually because my background was Christian and conservative. And so um, that evening when we got back to the house, I was just drawn to put crystals on my body. I knew exactly where to put them. And literally it was just a 
whoosh mm-hmm. from the crown of my head all the way out my feet of energy moving like like a giant breeze like blowing through my body in a way and um it was fascinating to say the least and uh, we just read a lot of books and did practices um I was drawn to Reiki and that became a huge part of my journey as well as light work. And my counselor and mentor taught me a huge number of energetic foundational practices to help me proceed forward because trauma informed intuition is not the best. Um, And so literally just opening up and healing, forgiving, forgiving myself, forgiving um, men and other people involved in what had happened to me. And it was huge. And I just realized I too wanted to help others as well because it was beautiful. It was truly beautiful and incredibly challenging all at the same time. So I was very blessed. Wow. That's amazing. Um, Can you touch a little on Reiki? I've had one session before, but for those of people that may not be... um, familiar with it. Could you just give a quick rundown on how that works? I'd be happy to. So Reiki is um, a set of frequencies. So if you were to think about tuning forks, right? So if you were to strike an A tuning fork that's vibrating and bring it back or next to a one, they both start vibrating at the same time. So frequency is a particular set of high vibration energies that a practitioner or person who's just seeking Reiki for themselves to heal is attuned to. So you download the frequencies and there are symbols that create the sort of way that energy flows and moves through the body in specific ways for specific purposes. And these energies um, help raise your vibration. So your thoughts are measured in hertz, as are your emotions, your body parts. In fact, um, Harvard did a study years ago, so different parts of the body can have a vibration, so anywhere between 4 and 100 hertz, and our emotions can range as well, so color also is measured in hertz as well, so all of it just sort of flows together, and Reiki just helps you to heal into well-being, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, always. It's it's very beautiful in the and can you have it in different ways though? Like, so the gal that I went to just, you know, she did a lot of, she called herself a Reiki. I don't know if that she was doing something else, but she did a lot of just like hand energy over my body. Um, but there wasn't any sound. So is there like Reiki sound healing and then Reiki, or is it just kind of any and all or. There are many different um, types or schools okay. of Reiki. So okay, okay. my particular one was through um, Yusui holy fire so it was in the initial reiki okay. um, and then he attuned people and then it sort of spread and evolved and grew and changed so you have celtic and um, there you have segment which is an egyptian form there are many okay. different um karuna some use sound in conjunction with the symbols others it's just um attunement through the heart and hands so okay. people use their hands but you can also do it without i see yeah. so, so it's a form of frequency energy healing but then you know each practitioner could or healer could have different ways of kind of doing the healing okay we would make it our own yeah. um in small ways the sure. way that 
energy works with you and between your field and the client Mm -hmm. or just the person you're helping to heal. Um, The energy field itself is always different depending on what's present at the time. And then I'm assuming you could do it on yourself as well as you do it on other people. It's really truly about healing the self most of all, Mm -hmm. truly. And when you heal yourself, you are able to raise your vibration, which of course helps others sure. as well. So it's sort of a, a lovely way of being in the world. Mm, yeah, that's really neat. Wow. Okay. So you came from a background of trauma. You recognized that and you started healing. It sounds like that therapy kind of was the first step into healing, but then you dove deeper into more like the energy and the spiritual realm and then you noticed, did you start noticing that you were intuitive? Like, when did that kind of stuff start coming through? Goodness, that was interesting, to say the least. And I can't really say with any particular degree of accuracy about how that all sure. sort of, there were sort of push-pulls throughout with that. So um, my strongest was kinesthetic, which is um, feeling. So I feel the vibrations, but I'm also clairaudient. Um, so family members, you know, the deceased loved ones um, will come visit me yeah. <laughs> as well as clients, you know, oh, wow. those are just when there are ghosts out and about um, spirit guides. When I work with clients, sometimes there's that. Um, so you receive messages, yeah. right? Um then I'm clear cognizant, so clear knowing. So I'll just know, yep. and I'm also clairvoyant and empathic. So it's uh, again, it depends on the field, the person with whom I'm working, how that energy comes in. Mm-hmm. So we bring it in through the back body mm-hmm. and interpret um, here. So, so things it's can come through. Always fascinating. Yes. Is, wow. And wow. I am a. Um, I used to call myself a nerd girl. <laughs> <laughs> I very much am a logic oriented individual i want to know the who what why when where to what degree all of it and um spirituality is not always cut and dried i can't qualify or quantify however um for me the research part was to help me feel more in control in a situation which i really didn't because the spiritual journey you're kind of learning to let go of a lot of things. Yep. So the information helped me feel calmer sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've had some, I mean, cause we've talked about all kinds of stuff on the show, like woo woo, crazy stuff, you know, and then there's been several guests that are like very practical or I had a near death experience, um, episode with a doctor and he of course very like typical doctor like science based like has to have answers and then he had a near-death experience and all that went out he realized like consciousness is he's actually trying to prove that it is measurable scientifically but um I just think it's you know as a human yeah you just want to know like I'm not crazy like there are ways to measure this right and I I just always think to myself like you know whoever's listening like take things with a grain of salt you know, feel what's true for you. Like this podcast is never about trying to like force my way of thinking or whatever, but I I guess I just look at things and I realize like everything is energy, like we're energy. So of course, why wouldn't energy help heal or come through? Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, 
it, it seems, you know, easier um, when you when you think about it in that aspect. But I agree. I feel like lately in my spiritual journey, I've been so much about the information part of it. Like I just want to know everything. But I realize, like Lauren, like you you can't just like you got to just let it flow. And it is fun to like learn about things though and research and you can't help but kind of be like, well, even the Egyptians were doing things like this. Like it goes back centuries and you know what I mean? As just the human, like there's that part that you want, you want to validate yourself and not feel crazy. Um, but I mean, gosh, the more and more people that I speak to, whether it's on the show or off the show or myself with intuitions that have never come through, like they're coming through now, there's some crazy cool awakenings and energy flowing out there. And I think until you experience things like this for yourself, you can't really know or judge. And I, I think if I heard people be like spirit guides, like years ago, I've been like, that's a little crazy. But now when you say that, I'm like, it's like, of course, like it, it just makes so much sense. So I guess I'm rambling, but I, I, I kind of agreed with you when you're like, I just want to know like validation and I keeps me grounded. But like you said, it just kind of, this ever, you know, never ending journey and things will continue to just keep coming through. And I think that's why it's really important for us to learn how to just like trust that intuition above all else. Right. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, in, in this age of like information war and, and censorship or like media and just, I think if we could go in inside more and trust ourselves and listen. I just think that's such a valuable thing always, but especially right now. Openness and willingness mm -hmm. to entertain mm -hmm. different perspectives and possibilities of um, open, you know, it feels better than closed. Mm -hmm. You know, that rigid wall that we often put up to keep ourselves safe. Mm -hmm. That That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I feel like compassion and acceptance, willingness, openness, and just allowing even, just allowing. Mm -hmm. I think for many people, when you really truly experience that for the first time, it's a huge shift as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, life is hard. It's challenging. It uh, brings up a lot for us as individuals and as a whole. Mm -hmm. So trying to find ways to where you just feel okay is huge sometimes, right? Yeah, that's part of that's the true. process and the healing too, right? Just even get to like an okay point, right? And girl, you start feeling better and better. I mean, life doesn't really, you know, become all of a sudden you've won the lottery and you're living the high life. You still always have challenges, but you start growing your own belief in yourself and your capabilities and resiliency and confidence. And you start doing things that you had never have considered before. And you're like, Oh gosh, I can, I can do this. And yeah. it's, it's a pretty amazing feeling. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it doesn't feel good to be closed off. And I feel like we've all done that. And lately too, just with like all the, you know, I mean, we're, we're trying to protect ourselves and, um, you know, defend ourselves. And there's just so much going on in this world right now, but it just doesn't feel good to be like that. I don't like that. And I've done it, you know, even just like I'm thinking about like in my, with my husband, I'm like, again, like we all do that, just like little like bicker, bickering and arguments and you just 
fine, I'm not going to like talk to him annoyed right now. It's that closed feeling. Like, I hate that. I don't want to do that. Why do we do that? I mean, I guess, is it fair to say it's the ego? Uh, I don't feel like that's our, like our true self. You know, I don't, I don't feel like it's my true self to want to be like that or do that, but we do that as humans. And so learning how to like separate from that and, and be more open and heart centered and loving and with ourselves and other people, but it's so challenging sometimes. Oh gosh, yes, it is. Yes. And there are some things, you know, those core beliefs that we all have of I'm not enough or I'm not deserving, I'm not worthy, I'm not capable. Um, Those can come up in a plethora Mm -hmm. of ways, not only within ourselves, but in all of our interactions. And coming into a feeling of being okay where you're not fear-based, right? Um, I think that's a huge thing. I think fear is is such a difficult emotion, yeah. right? It's literally hardwired into us in so many ways. So mm-hmm. it's overcoming that. I haven't gotten there yet. So, you know? I know. It's like right when I feel like I'm like getting there, I'm like, I've got this, like, I'm happy, I'm grateful. And then something happens. And then you're like, why did I act like that? And I mean, again, then I shouldn't shame myself or like, you know, you forgive yourself, but it does, it gets easier. Sometimes you'll find like flows, like you'll recognize that there is an aspect of that, like with practice, I do believe, but we're human still, and it's going to just keep happening. And I think the, the point is, is try to learn from it, gain wisdom, forgive yourself, forgive whoever else and uh it's a practice (laughs) it is a daily one right and with ourselves too right like having empathy and grace for ourselves which is huge i think the more we grow our own personal relationship to ourselves everything else flows more easily the more inner work we do not always the more inner work we do we do create more ease in our life and all our other relationships, you know, because yeah. as it's all about, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting how many of those maxims that you sort of learn and then you experience them and it's the experience of and you're like, oh, it's a very much deeper yeah. connection and awareness of, mm-hmm. in, a, mm-hmm. in a sense, because you can know something intellectually but then have the full experience of it. It's That's true. Yeah, you can know about something, but until you experience it, it's just not the same. And yeah, that's very true. True. It is, yeah. Yes. Before we, we go into the world of crystals, <laughs> um, just since we kind of were talking about it, and I like to ask most people on this show, just their perspective, with everything that's been going on in the world the last you know few years, I mean, it's always, there's always been crazy things but it's been, you know, very wild the last couple of years, I think as a collective and individual, you know, experiences, but like, what is your um, perspective of that? Like, do you kind of believe that some of these old paradigms are dying and this is a chance for growth? And I mean, I hate to throw those terms around. It's, it's hard. I don't know. You know, some people call it the great awakening or there's more people becoming intuitive or, you know what I mean? I think some of that's happening, but you know, I try not to put too many labels on it, but um what do you think is kind of going on? And then 
too, like how do you, rec- what, what are some recommendations you can make to people um, to soothe ourselves and help others, you know, energetically speaking, prayer, meditation, like what, what are a few tips that you might be able to offer? Um, because I think there's a lot of healing going on um, and a lot of trauma collectively. Uh, it's a lot to hold. What, what can you recommend doing to kind of just keep that balance? That's a really uh, in-depth question. It is. Sorry. I don't mean to like throw that on you, but since we're kind of just talking about it, I figured I'd be curious on your take. I will tell you that it's from my perspective. Mm -hmm. My perspective is simply my own. And I am a student of philosophy and history, culture, all of that. Mm -hmm. And if you study history, you notice we cycle through. So all civilizations rise and fall. So anything that we have in the world, anything that we've created, whether it's government, um, religion, nations, businesses, whatever, they're formed from people, right? And we put into whatever we create from ourselves. And that includes all of the things that we ourselves have not perhaps recognized and worked through, right? So... And then people are they're like-minded, they come together, so you get these big groups. And so if you've looked at history, you can really see a difference in the way we communicate. And I do firmly believe that we are cycling up. I do. I really do. And I have seen a lot of people that are much more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if we look at the languaging and everything, you're definitely seeing changes, especially with our children. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, like a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. And that part that I like to focus on is Mm -hmm. positive. Yeah. Always we're more hardwired to get stuck in the negative thinking. And that's incredibly hard, right? But anytime that you can appreciate what is present, in your own life and um, just sharing kindness because even if it's just a smile that widens someone else and then it's returned to you and that that's lovely and of course anything grounding that you can do taking walks in nature if you're really triggered so if you're having a stress response right and your whole body's involved and you find your mind racing um counting is huge um, especially taste because you're using a different part of the brain than the stress response. So so five things for five senses, or if you really want to challenge yourself, try 10. So something you see, hear, smell, touch, taste. And taste is hard because, you know, we don't really have as much there to connect to. So you really have to concentrate on what you're, you're tasting in your mouth. I love personally... Um, something that you can kind of hold, you know, you can put it in your pocket to get with you. And if you find yourself in a place where you know it, I mean, palm stones. So segueing into crystals, carnelian. I love it's very grounding um, and tactile. So just rubbing something gets you back in your body and sort of out of your head, you know, when you're, you're running. And a lot of people struggle with meditation. Guided meditations are amazing. Um, you just follow along with those. And I personally think creativity is huge mm. when we allow ourselves to create something without judging. Mm. 
that was a hard one for me personally. I will own that. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot out there, and so many people talk about this, and you can look it up. And there's just try things, honestly. Yeah. Just experiment. Mm-hmm. What feels good? Dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. <laughs> Express yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, without a judgment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nicely said. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to you know. I think in the society we live in, it seems like the the fear is a huge focus and the negativity. But I. I just see so many good things happening right now too. And so many people becoming more conscious and honestly, without struggle though, you could just stay stagnant. Right. So I think some of the stuff, there are blessings uh, for us to push forward and, and be stronger and learn and help one another and come together and give grace. And there's just so much opportunity, um, but it's still hard. And so that's why I like hearing some of your tips because we need to stay grounded and balanced and, you know, we're in this world of like technology and I really believe like as a species, we are supposed to be outside more and be connected with the earth. And so I think that could even be a plethora of our problems, right? Is this disconnect from the energy that we actually need. We're, we're so far away from it sometimes. We just aren't getting enough of it too. So um, nature is so wonderful. You're right. Just to get Not out. Eight three hertz, which is the earth's, mm. um, also correlates to the alpha waves in the brain. See all the energies. Yes, <laughs> calming and um, it's relaxed. Mm-hmm. Wakefulness, if I recall correctly, though. So it's yeah. it's a really great thing to yeah. kind of bring everything down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I feel like nature. I was looking outside earlier. I just feel like it's so present and always available and so non-judgmental. You know what I mean? Like it's just there for us. I love it. Yeah. Yes taking a nature bath. Actually in Canada, my husband was like, we need to move to Canada because apparently doctors now can prescribe, I believe, two weeks in nature. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Medical treatment. Take some time off work. I'm going outside. <laughs> I think it's <Right>. great. <laughs> Very cool. Well, okay. The much awaited, at least for me personally, I've been like so excited to talk about crystals. I've loved crystals for a really long time. I have them in my house. I know some of the meanings behind some of them, but there's so many. Um, how did you, so you were starting to feel these like poles and energy, you were feeling the actual energy. And a lot of people don't, some people know this and some people, you know, could hear it and think it's woo woo, or maybe you're open to it. Um, but the idea is that these crystals and rocks hold vibration, right? And is it fair to even say like they're conscious or just more of a vibrational energy? So the way it works, um, just for the more mundane aspect of it. So um, crystals, a lot of our technology wouldn't work without them, right? Um, So computers, clocks, radios, um, watches, quartz crystals. So they convert um, to physiology. So like um, pressure into electrical waves. So the way that the crystals are formed is... um, they're just deep in the earth and it's just um, various metals mm-hmm. and heat and pressure, mm-hmm. right? And you get all different types. So there's several families. So quartz is the largest. Mm-hmm. And then you have the jades, the jaspers, and calcites. I think that was, yep, those. And they work in different ways. So 
crystals are formed by one of seven possible geometric forms. So you've got triangles, rectangles, rhomboids, hexagons, parallelograms, squares, and trapeziums. So these come together in 3D atomic lattice structures, and each is unique, sort of like um, the way our DNA helps differentiate among species. So the way the structures line up, they hold, release, block, and absorb energy. So that flow of energy, and everything is energy. So you can measure in hertz. So emotions, light, brain waves, um, the floor you're standing on, the earth, plants, animals, you name it. There's always a vibration. Even our body parts mm-hmm. have vibrations. And so they actually absorb negative energies and release positive energies. And depending on how they're shaped externally, that also determines a lot how the energy flows. So for instance, um, a wand would mm. laser focus, right? And you can have just little deposits mm. that release and they have triangles um, that, you know, form into the pyramid shape. Mm. And so each of these types and shapes release and absorb and hold energy in different ways. And they really also depend on the color because also colors are frequency. So color, shape, internal lattice Mm. structure all affect that. And they're amazing if you were to think about um, your body and placing crystals on your body or even in a room to lift it. So if you were to think about a still day, a hot summer day, when literally there's no air movement Mm. at all and it feels just stagnant, you don't feel very good, but you turn a fan on and move the air around it, it feels better in the room, right? Just by virtue of moving the air. Well, energy within our bodies and in our space, same principle applies. So the more movement you have of energy, the better you feel. So the more energy flowing through you, is the better for you, right? Um, and so working with crystals heals a lot of different things. Um, so for instance, um, agates, which have sort of a lower intensity and um, vibrational frequency, they really help you slowly um, heal and work through a, an energy pattern, right? They're very gentle, just like calcites are. You can actually change the um, atomic lattice structure by messing with calcites. Like you can you can change them when you rub on them. It's very interesting. Um, and calcites are really also very gentle energy cleaners, um, and they have all the different colors as well. So the rainbow of colors. I don't know if if you've had a person talk about chakras as an a energy system. So chakras in the body, you have seven main chakras, each relating to um, different systems, different types of beliefs, and also emotions and connections and all of that. So um, just for instance, the throat chakra, which is located in the throat, is all about self-expression, your creativity, hearing, um, truth, speaking it, um, and your um, sacral chakra, just below your belly button, is about your feelings, right? So empaths. So 
when we start healing these different chakras, which are connected to both body parts, emotions, and relationships within yourself and without, um, you really start feeling better in all different ways. So I'm a big proponent of chakra crystals personally. I found them incredibly helpful on my own journey. And um, they're so easy to do. You just lie down for you know, maybe 20 minutes or so, put the chakras, um, crystals on your chakras, and it just clears that energy for you. It's lovely. And you can meditate and rest while you do it. So thank you. Do you have to put um, specific ones or can you just do like quartz crystal on all of them or like using specific stones for each chakra? Um, As a crystal therapist, I use specific stones for each chakra. However, there are like jade and jasper. There's, for instance, I have an ocean jasper. So this is great for the throat, the sacral and solar plexus. So all of those, it works great. Um, Same thing with jaspers. They can work on, the same crystal can work on different. I see. For healing. Um, I really love specific ones for certain chakras. So for instance, amethyst, it's a particular quartz. Mm -hmm. It's balancing, it's gentle, it's loving, and it's healing Mm -hmm. and purifying. So it is beautiful on your heart fruit um third eye crown like just this whole area the golden healers quartz um is another lovely one um it's fabulous for the sacral muscle plexus and it just brings about general feelings of comfort and well-being just so good and quartz is a great all-around sort of energy cleaner like you could do that with all of them, but I think color helps as well. So for instance, um, the reds for the root, oranges and goldens for sacral and solar, heart green or purple, pink, like rose quartz is so gentle and lovely for the heart um, and throat even. And um, third eye, you know, you've got lapis lazuli, um, iolite, all different types Um celestite it's literally what resonates with you it's what i would most tell people to do is when you are feeling it what what are you drawn to Mm. literally what are you drawn to yeah yeah that's that's a huge indicator often and then like just finding something that resonates with even if you're just reading up on a crystal and you're like oh i really that's speaking to me that's great information and there are lots of people out there that can help you pick a great crystal or set of crystals to help you. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. So you can actually put them on you. Um, you can have them in your home and then, you know, I've heard and done it a little bit, but I'm just not, I don't do it. I don't keep up with it as much as I should. shouldn't say should, but I've heard you should. Um, what about the cleansing or like putting them in sunlight and all that kind of stuff? Is that pretty important for their energy? Okay. Or like with the full moon or something. Could you explain a little bit how that works? So anytime you do what I call an active um, healing session with crystals, Mm -hmm. like it's your own seven chakra crystals, you do want to clean them afterwards in salt. So I like to put them in a bowl, depending on how big they are, um, and have about halfway up of some salt or fully submerged, whichever. You don't need a huge amount. Just about halfway up the crystal and let them sit for two to three hours and then just clean them off. So there's one particular crystal 
malachite that will be pitted if you clean it in Epsom salt. Mm. So that one you want to put in water. Okay. Clean, you can do it under running water. Um, you can also connect to your mind source Mother Earth and run the light through the crystals mm. to clean charge them. However, if you are resonating with that particular energy, it will come back around and into your own body. So the Epsom salt cleaning is best. Um, and the other type that um, I would say to avoid for selenites is water because they'll dissolve in water. Yeah. So okay. there's just a few that you want to make sure like halite, selenite, those all need one salt. Okay. And malachite is better under water. Okay. And then walk that dirty salt out of your home. Mm. Your outside trash. Yeah. And then you can charge them in the sun, mm-hmm. um, except for citrine. Citrine will fade mm. in sunlight. And moonstones like this, um, so I have a, this is just a regular one, but you also have rainbow um, moonstones. Um, I have a black one on there. Those actually charge up best in moonlight. And um, okay. those are pretty amazing, um, particularly for um, intuition and cycles. So love a moonstone. Cool. Okay, so just a quick summary for people, just to kind of keep, you know, you could probably go more in depth if you're really active with them, but just like for like the basic use, good principles if you're using them um, for like healing on your body or, or other things um, to afterwards cleanse them with Epsom salt, besides the one that you said, but like the really hard stones like quartz and, you know, like uh, rose quartz and stuff, those can tolerate the, the salt. And then pour the water outside and then do you need to charge those ones in sunshine ever? For each one? Just like any of the, would you, is that enough just to do the cleanse salt and then you can keep using them? Would you recommend putting those in sunlight ever? Like, do they need to be charged? Um, all of them except for um, moonstones and citrine. Yes. Citrine okay. actually don't even need to be cleaned. They are self-cleaning okay. and very um, high power. Okay. <laughs> They're great. So you can actually um, just keep those. Okay. Shelf in your home and use them. They're they're lovely. Eventually, they will absorb enough energy where they just can't anymore. Mm. So it's just whatever stone. So I can actually show you. This is the when I first began. I don't know if you can see mm, clearly. This is, and I don't know if you can see. It has yeah. so many cracks mm. and breaks all around it. This was the very first one that I bought um, when I did that retreat and was drawn. It actually looked like this. Oh, where wow. It was, a square? Well, no, it just, if you see all the oh, fractures. Oh, yeah, I see. All of the healing work I did, okay. it started crumbling. Wow. So when they get to a point where they're just no longer able, I like to get them back to the earth so you can just bury them in the dirt. And if you have a particular crystal that's become quite impacted you can bury it in the ground for a period of weeks or months i have actually done that mm. and then they <laughs> kind of like gives them a new life <laughs> right okay yes and okay. so if you have them where you're gritting your home so if you put them in like the four corners of your home and you have maybe a program crystal in the center you'll also want to clean those periodically okay. so every month or so it's a good time to get them unless you've had a lot going on so if there's been a lot sort of um difficulty or challenging situations you know emotional uproar things like that uh, a little bit more frequent is okay. great okay but every month in general for the ones that are sitting around okay and then 
the sunshine, how often do you recommend charging them though? I, if I clean them, ideally, although being in the Pacific Northwest, it's a little harder, but when there is a sunny day and they've been cleansed in salt, I like to put them out for pretty much the whole day if possible. Okay. Just how much sun you can put them in is great. You can even put them on a, on a window. Right, you know? just for the sunlight. So every so, is it, no rules, but like every so often, it's just good to, to put them in the sun. Okay. Yes. And if you buy them, I highly recommend before you ever use them for yourself at first time, definitely clean them. Yes, I've heard that before. Or even can you do a little like, you know, whatever energy you're holding, like, you know, release out. and. Um, I, I am conflicted on that okay. because I've, I've seen it. So um, based on, so the chakras, you've taken information back body and release it out the front body. So you have swirling vortices. So there's several of them related to different aspects of yourself. So if you have not healed a particular issue, that energy will kind of get stuck within you. So you kind of hold on to it. Mm, okay. So setting up intention, running enough light, um, flowing with that, it's all important. And it's quite, but it would be more for someone that has been doing energy work and is sure. versed in it. Mm-hmm. If you're new to energy work or just sort of starting out with things, honestly, easy is so much nicer, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. So with the, the salt. The salt's yeah. just easier to kind of, okay. Yeah, I'd heard that before too. If someone gives you crystal for a gift or you buy one at a store, like you just don't know where it was before. And so you're bringing in the energy with you, right? So you want to kind of like refresh that and clean it before you use it. Yeah. Good idea. Very cool. Wow. I love, I love all of it. (laughs) And that one that you were holding, it looked like it had, um, it it was kind of like, it looked like quartz and an amethyst, but what was that stone? Just amethyst. So amethyst can range anywhere from basically the palest or almost white color. Yeah. To the purple. Okay. Very deep purple. And I don't have a, my, my two that I have here are, are lighter purple. Mm-hmm. I do have a, a geode with dark on my dresser behind me and it's pretty dark, but they range. Yeah. There's a range. I have a little amethyst on my garden window in the window light, you know, that I have had for so long. I don't even remember where I got it, but I know that one's good for anti-anxiety too. So I've actually used, like I've struggled in the past, like flying and I will, I had a pendant too that I would wear like an amethyst for flying since it's an anti-anxiety. So it is really cool when you, that book you'd showed, um, me before we started, you know, if you're interested in crystals, anybody like go start researching, you know, what, which ones are, are for what. And then if you feel like one, you're called to it, like you said, but also if there's certain areas that you're working on anxiety or whatever, um, specific stones align with those and you know rose quartz go uh, for like hard and love you're feeling like you need some help in those departments um you can you can get specific ones and keep them on you with you wear them as jewelry that's the cool thing about them yeah, yeah. and then there's a whole another world because those are very like generic ones like i mean i feel pretty well versed in the bait the quartz and rose quartz and amethyst um but then it gets into all the crazy cool ones that are not as um mainstream available there are a ton and i have worked with so many of them mm-hmm. and i have um chrysocala i have um oh my goodness i'm gonna blank i i have a ridiculous number oh, i'd love to and, see your collection <laughs> it's probably oh, huge <laughs> for a while your whole house yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
honestly, there truly is a plethora of them. A lot of people are attracted to particular types. So maybe they really resonate with jade or jasper or calcite, um, the quartz family being the largest. And some people really resonate with a particular color. Like I've met a person that always wanted black stones, mm-hmm. tourmaline, smoky yep, quartz, because those are very grounding and purifying mm-hmm. and protective. Mm-hmm. So um, just depends on what you're kind of honestly attracted to in a lot of ways or what you're working on. So um, for instance, right now on my nightstand, I have a um, a celestite. Mm-hmm. and That's my favorite one of all. I just think it's the most gorgeous, beautiful it, stone. Yes. And then I have this one that a friend gifted me. Oh, that's and cool. That's gorgeous. It looks like water. And that kind of looks like more like a rock. It doesn't have the like jagged, crystally. Some of them are very smooth when they're polished. So okay. it just depends if they've been tumbled and I polished. See. Okay. Is, you know, if they're left in their more raw state, like this particular sure. okay. here. Yes. And honestly, um, they come in quite a few, like there's a Reiki stone, so apophyllite and stillbite. Um, if you're looking for some great things to just put around your home to help grid it against or to protect, mm-hmm. um, stillbite points, they're tiny. Oh, yeah. Okay. Crystal size doesn't really matter sure. as much. Right, dependent and quartz points are fabulous um, as well for that mm. and honestly they they come in different mineral combinations so for instance i have what's called an amitrine so it's amethyst and citrine together that's cool beautiful for wow. all of this it's very very lovely i will say um a good citrine point um is also quite fabulous that's pretty for solar plexus work to hang um, especially if you're working with wool and um, creativity and fire and you know getting things done in action and if you're working more on sort of getting in touch with yourself and cycles moonstones are beautiful as are um, tangerine calcites, orange calcites, and the golden healer's quartz as well. Um, I quite like some of the jaspers. So okay. they have some that work on multiple chakras. So mm-hmm. okay. really lovely energy, depending on what you most would okay. like to, mm-hmm. get to work on. Wow. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I don't know a lot about like the jaspers and stuff, so I'll have to look into some of the different ones. That's cool. There's um, the fancy Jasper, picture Jasper. There's um, lots of different ones. And there's also agates, which mm-hmm. are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And they also are wonderful to um, gently help you ground and be here present. Yes. Touch. Yes. Very cool. Wow. <clears throat> I love it. All of it. I, I, I want to just, I, I was really into them for a while and then I, I just have them kind of sitting around, but I'd like to put some in the corners of my home and do some things like that. And I want to be better about cleansing them and even incorporating them into some meditations. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Sitting, just sitting with one in your receiving hand. So you're receiving your non-dominant. So what mm. you least use as far as 
writing or eating or what have you, um, sitting with that in your hand, just sitting them near you when you meditate um, is helpful because energy always flows, right? Right. So, yeah, it's, right. it's wow. yeah. And you can put them in combinations and the energies work together to create a particular field, which can be oh, wow. amazing. So um, amethyst with moonstone and opalite or opals, um, even a smoky quartz thrown in is a fabulous um, cycle balance purifier stabilizer okay. as you are moving through things. So just tell where you're drawn to. And wow. you can work with, um, so for instance, I was for quite a while doing crystal consults with people to help them so for their home or chakra. So there are a lot, like there are lots of people out there that do that type of thing and you can find reviews and work with someone if you would really like to dial in on your mm-hmm. best crystals for you and your energy. Yeah. That's really neat. Wow. This is a whole, I mean, that's a whole nother world. It's, there's a lot, a lot to learn about each one and yeah. Always. Oh my goodness. Always. There's a lot of information out there. So one of the books that I do recommend with the author is the book of stones, um, Robert Simmons and Naisha. Um, and I apologize if I mispronounce her last name, um, Asian or Asian, A-H-S-I-A-N. So Robert Simmons and it's the book of stones. They have multiple editions. Okay. Information is spot on, excellent okay. and detailed. Okay. And he does, pairings as well mm-hmm. and talks about if you're working with something or on something mm-hmm. and recommendations for so okay. it's it's a great resource that's really cool wow well thank you for kind of taking us through a little bit of that world <laughs> very yeah. well before we wrap up um tell us a little bit about your podcast the attuned to podcast that is truly attunement just means consciousness consciousness of yourself so um, it's literally actually just exploring different perspectives and possibilities related to your body mind emotions your spirit quantum physics kind of all that is just a way of sort of exploring and getting in tune with yourself so i offer meditations i'm now hosting guests just to um, help people learn about new things because i think always through learning, we can kind of grow and, and change and whatever we resonate with, you know, sort of sticks with you, right? Mm-hmm. So just helping people connect truly. Wow. Yeah, I listened to a couple of them and as people can hear your voice, it's very soothing and calming. So if you're looking for kind of a calming place and um, just with, you, I think the couple that I've listened to, you tell a little bit about your background and your story and just to give some hope and inspiration because you know hearing from someone who's actually worked on their healing it can help you feel like you're less alone and give you some ideas on how you might want to look at things so uh for for your healing journey so i've really enjoyed listening to them and um i'm excited to keep you know i've got i'm subscribed so i'd love i'm going to start listening to see some of your guests and yeah i'm just i'm really grateful that we connected and um i just i can tell that you have such an amazing energy you're doing so much great work and um Thank you for, for being here on the show. Thank you. I have a lovely time. This was oh, actually perfect. It's been a while since I really talked about Crystal Sanchez. Yeah, oh, good. Well, where can people find you online? 
Sure, it's secretjourneyswithash.com. And you can also contact me via email sacredjourneyswithash at gmail.com. Okay, cool. Very nice. We'll put that in the show notes in the description so people can find it easily. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you learned a lot. I know I did specifically about crystals, but uh, some other things, too. So um, blessings to you all. And you can find me on Instagram at Real Lauren Live and my website, lauren.live. Cheers.